They originally told us that the labor market wasn't just resilient. It seemed to be accelerating, even in the aftermath of the March banking crisis. But now the government says, nah, forget all that. We've changed our mind. We've changed our numbers. Revising in particular the April uh, payroll report as well as the number for May. Now it appears as if the economy is doing what we expected it to do all along, which was to slow down on track for its recession. In fact, the June number, which just came out, was even weaker than expected and even weaker than it seems when you first look at it because big chunk of the jobs created were in the government public sector where private payrolls, private payrolls were pretty darn weak. So the, U the US economy, the labor market is nowhere near as resilient as everyone says. In fact, it is still on track for its recession. So the idea that somehow the Phillips curve is going to trigger a reignition of inflation pressures, even if you believe that sort of thing, this data would show you otherwise. Remember what we've been told by policymakers, by economists, by the media, that it was the tight labor market more than anything that we needed to fear. That's not what we've seen in the employment statistics going back a very long way. We need to remember what Ben Bernanke said a long time ago. Yes, Ben Bernanke, that guy. What he said a long time ago was, the tendency of recent job losers to leave the labor force likely masks some of the effects of job cuts on the unemployment rate, so that the current measured level of unemployment may understate the extent of job loss or the difficulty of finding work. And we're reminded of this quote because of some of the other details we got in today's payroll report, in particular the U6 number, but he always keeping in mind how policymakers and the mainstream always focus on the unemployment rate when monthly changes, as we're just seeing now and reminded again now, sometimes you can't rely on the monthly change. In fact, a lot of times you can't rely on the monthly numbers, nor should you put much stock in the unemployment rate because it wasn't just a long time ago Fast forward, especially in the post-2008 era where the unemployment rate has been consistently faulty. It doesn't tell us anything about the current situation, so it obviously isn't going to tell us much about what the economy is going to be like down the road. Here's another quote from the San Francisco Fed about a decade ago. Part of what is going on is that unemployed people frustrated by unsuccessful job searches likely have given up actively searching for work. This would cause a decline in both the labor force participation rate and the unemployment rate while having no impact on the employment to population ratio. As a result, the official unemployment rate might not adequately capture the current labor market situation. Again, as I just said, we're reminded of this fact, the participation problem, given what we see somewhat of a deterioration in the employment population ratio that is no longer rising as it had been before, indicating that there's more labor market weakness than the, the overall statistics might, or at least the interpretation in the mainstream of the statistics might make it seem. So we've got lots of payroll numbers to go over, lots of disappointing payroll numbers to go over if you're thinking the labor market's resilient and inflation-y, when in fact we see, starting from the participation numbers, the continued participation problem, the labor market, as I said, on track for recession, sadly enough. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. 
If you are interested, Eurodollar University, we have memberships available, exclusive content going over the Eurodollar system, the real monetary system around the world, what it is, what it's supposed to do, why it isn't doing what it's supposed to do, all that kind of material. I also have research subscriptions available. I contribute a daily briefing at marketsinsiderpro.com. You can check that out, as well as a deep dive analysis. That's at the Eurodollar University website, where we dive deep into macro and money and how those two things fit together and where they impact each other, what that means for today, as well as what's coming up for tomorrow. All the information available, eurodollar.university. So before getting into the main payroll report, let's 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 do the math with Ben Bernanke here. Let's let's remember what the employment population ratio actually is. It was it fell to 60.3% in the month of June, which is down a little bit. As I said, it's 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 sort of plateaued here, maybe heading lower, but 60.3% that is still less than the 61.2% that, that we got in February of 2020 before the pandemic. So we've never really come back. Despite all the talk about the labor market, yes, the great resignation, all that. When you look at the employment population ratio, just as in the middle two, 2010s, Maybe that isn't all demographics. Maybe that isn't the great resignation. Maybe like Ben Bernanke said, or the San Francisco Fed said, there just hasn't been work at the right wage that gets people up out of up into the labor force into a job. Instead, we have less income, which we see definitely in the personal income and spending numbers that we've talked about before. But either way, I mean, 60.3% employment population ratio for June, 61.2% in February of 2020, and it was 63.4% way back in December of 2006. So the labor market ever since the 2008 crisis with repeated problems and repeated economic lack of rec economic recovery, both in the aftermath of the Great Recession, as well as Yes, lack of economic recovery, lack of full and complete recovery in the aftermath of 2020. Consumer price acceleration masked the fact that the economy didn't recover. We, many people were led to believe that CPIs were the same as economic recovery. When we see consistently time and time again, that's not the case. In fact, the economy gets weaker all the time. Structurally, we put fewer people back to work after they get thrown out of work, which that's a frightening thought given the, given the prospects that we have today heading into another recession. And that's another thing that we need to keep in mind too. Recessions are not linear, especially in the labor market. What the FOMC is thinking right now, remember the FOMC basically admitted, yes, we're going to have a recession. We see it coming too. We see it in the fourth quarter of this year and the first quarter of next year. I think we're in a recession now and the employment statistics are somewhat overstating the strength of the labor market, but it doesn't matter. Moving forward, what the, federal, what the FOMC believes is that given the shallow downward trajectory seen in the labor statistics, that will mean that eventually payrolls will start to contract just a little bit, and then it'll contract a little bit more, and then we'll get into a recovery. It'll never be anything worse than this shallow sort of trajectory. And if that's the case, then maybe that helps the Fed with its, its inflation problem, at least the inflation problem it believes, and we never get into a really serious recession that would require the Fed to cut rates. Well, 
that would leave the Fed to cut rates. It wouldn't require anything from the Federal Reserve. But that's not what we see in recessions. That's not how recessions work. What we see right now is exactly what we normally see in recession, except for the fact at some point you have this slow downturn that turns slightly negative and then boom. At one point, it all just goes off the cliff. And we see this in repeated cycles throughout history. 2008 was a perfect example. I've mentioned 1973, 74, and 75. That's, I think, the example that we're following right now. But any number of recessions, 1990, the mild recession in 1990, shallow, 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 then boom. Toward the end of the recession, that's when the, uh, the, that's when the layoffs actually start. So depending upon the trajectory, the downward recession trajectory in the current payroll numbers for keeping us out of anything more than a mild recession, that's a big mistake, as is linking core consumer prices to a tight labor market that Ben Bernanke told us many years ago is less tight than we're led to believe it is. And all of these things fit together for when we do get to the worst part of the recession, it's likely to be worse than just a shallow, consistent, linear decline, never getting all that far. So what did the BLS report for the June payroll report? Well, they told us that for the first time it missed expectations, first time in a long time, total non-farm payrolls increased by 209,000. But not only was that the weakest in some time, they revised the May number from plus 339 to only plus 306. But April, April they revised from plus 294 to just plus 217. So a big downward revision. Cumulatively, we're talking about over 100,000 jobs, fewer than first anticipated, but we never want to get caught up in these monthly numbers for these very reasons. Instead, we're looking at the trend, and the trend for the payroll reports is continuously weaker and weaker and weaker, even with May's outlier clearly being an outlier, just like we saw in January or last year in July. These one-month aberrations really are aberrations and anomalies. I think the big number as far as the headline payroll reports go, that was private payrolls. As I mentioned in the outset, there was a good chunk of job growth that came from the government. Private payrolls, like private incomes, much weaker than, it's, than the headline makes it seem. Private payrolls in June, just plus 149. Again, revisions to April and May. April was revised from 253 down to 179. So that's another below 200,000. In fact, that's, that's becoming a repeating, a recurring theme here. Private payrolls at less than, than 200,000 per month, and even now less than 150,000. Uh, May's private payroll was revised down from 283 to 259. So again, much weaker than previously thought. No more acceleration after March. Again, just May, somewhat of an outlier, instead consistently moving further and further downward. We look at the payroll report by industry. I've mentioned this before. There's a couple key cyclical industries that stand out. One is manufacturing. Manufacturing payrolls continue to be weak, though the BLS said somehow Manufacturing payrolls increased by 7,000 in June after falling by 3,000 in May, though I doubt it fell by 7,000 or, or increased by 7,000 or fell by 3,000. It just, again, the trend is downward. We don't know specifically or accurately what the, precisely what each individual month might be. Wholesale, which is another big one, another key cyclical industry, that one was minus 4,000. Again, don't think it was actually minus 4,000, but 
That's the second negative in the last three months, which again suggests recession trajectory there. Another one, another cyclical one that I've pointed out before, that I think you really underappreciated, temporary help services. There was a big downward revision in those in April and May, like everything else, but temp workers in June fell again to the lowest level since September 2021. I don't mean the low the I don't mean the biggest decline or the lowest monthly change like we do in some of the other numbers. I mean the lowest absolute number of temp workers in the economy since September 2021. Since March of 2022 when temp workers peaked, no surprise there, no coincidence either, that's when the economy really started to roll over. It was never a technical recession that was the start of the downturn into recession. Since March of 2022, temporary workers there's 165, 165 and a half thousand fewer temporary workers than there were over a year and a year and three months ago. So the economy, labor market, what we're seeing is moving closer and closer and closer to recession, decelerating in the headline payroll reports, even job cuts in possibly most likely job cuts in these cyclical industries. We know there's job cuts in temporary services. One statistic in the establishment survey that we've pointed out before that's the hours work number that actually rebounded in june from of course downward revisions in the months before uh hours work had been down in five of the previous seven months before june they actually rebounded 0.4 percent again monthly noise here but even so since january total hours worked is only are only up 0.1 percent so Weakness in hours, because hours rebounded in June, the average weekly hour number that moved up to 34.4 from 34.3, just short run fluctuations, uh, statistical noise there. Weekly earnings, another one you hear a lot about. Uh, Weekly earnings grew at 0.4% month over month, seasonally adjusted in June. But on a yearly basis, weekly earnings were only up 3.8% year over year. Now, that's still unusually high. That's higher than it had been for various reasons before the pandemic, but that's the lowest year over year gain since March of 2020. So weekly earnings as well as hourly earnings are slowly deflating too. Hourly earnings were up a similar 0.4% month over month. Year over year, hourly earnings up for 7.2%. Uh, the difference there being fewer hours worked, which is why weekly averages are, are lower. But the 4.72% for hourly earnings year over year, that's the lowest since June of 2021. So we are seeing weakness in a slowdown in, in uh, hourly earnings and weekly earnings and pay and hours and headline surveys and headline numbers all the labor market data that continues to move in the direction of recession. That includes the household survey. The household survey had been down really big in May, which was concerning. I mean, the household survey is noisy and the June number actually proves that then then some, but being down as much as it was in any single month, that gets your attention. It was down 310,000 in May and rebounded in June, but only 273,000, which means for the two month period together, household survey is actually a little bit lower than it had been in the month of April. Because the household survey rebounded, the labor force didn't change all that much. The unemployment rate went from 3.7 down to 3.6, which again, sounds like a tight labor market. When we look at an alternative unemployment measure, at least an underemployment measure, that's the U6 number, That one actually went up to 6.9%, 
from 6.7. 6.9 is the highest in over a year. And as you can see, the U6 number is trending modestly higher. It was, uh, it was got as low as 6.5% in December. So this year, as the, as the labor market, we keep hearing how resilient it is and how strong it is, the underemployment numbers suggest weakening there too. So all in all, we look at all of these, all of these estimates, all of these figures, keeping in mind the employment population ratio and the participation problem, which suggests that these labor statistics are overstating economic strength to begin with in a long run uh, type, of, uh, type of way. The immediate numbers for, especially since early part of this year, going back to January, the big payroll report, then ever since that outlier in January, apart from the month of May, we see weakening, weakening, weakening to the point that even private payrolls are under 150,000, which by the way, for comparison purposes, that's fewer payrolls gain, private payrolls gain than in February of 2020, just heading into the pandemic. That's how weak the labor market has become. So again, we are on track for recession, the labor data, not a resilient economy. And what we would expect is that as we continue to move in a, in a shallow trajectory, it is the same historic cyclical pattern that we see slowly at first and then all at once, because this is a non-linear process. And since we're still on track for it, what reason do we have not to believe it's going to happen? Jay Powell and his uh, econometric models at the F FOMC, the constant reassurances that we get in Bloomberg that the economy is just fine. Well, they thought it was just fine before the revisions to April and May. And now we see that the acceleration, the robustness that we all thought a couple months ago, that just completely disappeared. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, huge thank you. Eurodollar University research subscribers, Markets Insider Pro research subscribers, and of course, our Eurodollar University members. Until next time, take care.